We are back once again. It's 80s, 90s, and 2000s vibes, the podcast. I'm your host, Trowborough, as always, with the crew. You got Lee Boy in the building, Matt. You got Jamal. What's good with y'all, brothers? Cooling. We thought it was a slow news week, but hey, some stuff then popped out, man. I'm excited to talk about what we got going on today. But you know, just uh, you know, sitting back observing the culture. What's up with y'all fellas? Nah, I'm cool too. Same can't complain. Like you said, I thought it was gonna be slow, but it definitely picked up. And just in general, I think just sometimes the world be feeling like that because we get news every five minutes sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Luckily, people people not gonna stop being stupid, so. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. It's good for us on the content. Yeah, man. Fellas, how y'all week been? What's going on with y'all? How y'all feeling? And all this stuff. What's good with y'all this week? It's like in the weather, man. It's the, the heat. The heat, man. Just trying to... Be... Yeah, come down here for a week, bro. <laughs> nah, yeah. I think, what is it? Next week, yeah. Everything from Monday to Friday out here is like 102 and up. I said, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that summer shit cool when you a kid, right? And you're out of school and shit. That shit when a, a, man, when you an adult, that shit suck. Man, for real. especially when you got to go to work in a full suit, almost. You know what I mean? I be feeling for my neighbors. They be coming on the elevator. I be like, man, you got on the tux and it's ninety four. God bless you. I <laughs> need to put in a new job application. But y'all, uh, y'all bumping that summer too hot? The Chris Brown anthem, the summer anthem, or what? Oh no, it's oh it's banging, yeah. It's in the streets. It's in these streets. But uh oh. little summertime anthem. No, no video yet, but you know I'm a breezy guy. Chris so. Brown never disappoints, and you yeah. know the video could come whenever. Just like the no guidance, you know what I mean? It came whenever. Nah, yeah, yeah, Captain. Some of Chris Brown's songs started sounding the same. That's yeah. all right. That's all right. <laughs> Nigga got yeah, about a Chris Brown fan too. About 10 of them heat tracks that he did with Gunna, he made like four, five of those after, but I, I feel you, you know. But he put out about 30, 30 40 tracks a week, so. Yeah, one of them he things where it's like, it's good for music, you know what <laughs> I mean? It's good as far as, you know, Hollywood goes. Speaking of, if we're going to dive right into it, Hollywood, Jamie Foxx, I'm sure y'all all know, we all heard the rumors for weeks about he's, you know, been hurt, this, that, and third. Now they saying Jamie Foxx may be a clone. Fellas, what y'all think? I think it's a big who ass. <laughs> Wait, yeah, who laughed? Who laughed in that laughing? Jamie condition, man? Come on, man. That's our big brother from Hollywood, brother. <laughs> no, but real talk. Real talk. I think they really are trying to reach and get a conspiracy out of this. Because where is the conspiracy? Look, like, the truth is he got injured. We don't know exactly how. I guess that could be the conspiracy, but we already know he hurt. He has some kind of stroke. And so I think they're just putting on this big media circus to discredit the family for a bigger cover up of what? I don't know. But all of this is just a lot of noise around Jamie Foxx. And the truth is, we just know he they haven't said nothing. That's the biggest thing is they're being discredited and we're seeing all this craziness and conspiracies around them. But the family literally has not confirmed or said anything to my knowledge like. Have y'all seen actual tweets from the daughter, or what has the family said? That's my biggest question out of all this. I, I ain't seen nothing. I I just hope like everything is cool with him, and you know that I never I didn't even hear about the whole him being cloned thing. I just hope yeah. that he's healthy, <laughs> and and I want Jamie Foxx another Oscar nominated film. So hopefully everything's good with him. Well, I heard about him being cloned, and I don't know. His team and his family did a great job of keeping things in the house. I'm not even going to lie. But it, 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 I, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place on this because before we get to the clone part, like, I understand that it's his, it's his business, his privacy, his family. I, I get that. I, but he Jamie Foxx. Like, people love Jamie Foxx. So, it, and I've seen his daughter have posted in the stories about, man, y'all tripping with all them false accusations and stuff. I, I respect that. But when you when you that love like Jamie Foxx, people care. People want to know if he all right or not. So, and I, like I said, I think the media just mad because they didn't have nothing to report on. So, they, it, it, I don't know who started this narrative about him being cloned, but 
I don't. I do think people can be cloned. I just don't think they're. <laughs> I don't think it's. I'll say yeah. this because obviously, like I say, we haven't. I, I was, in the beginning, I did see tweets from like obviously the daughter and some people like that. But as of late, once they started saying he was playing pickleball and all that weird shit, it was like I don't know. But I'll say this: <laughs> apparently, there's a movie pickleball. called The Clone Tyrone, starring Jamie Foxx. And I started thinking, you know, my conspiracy theorist mind was like, yo, what if this was a wild publicity stunt just to put advertise for this movie? Because obviously I hope something, you know, really did happen because like my nigga, you had a scare. But it's like, if not, that'd be a wild publicity stunt to promote your Netflix movie. Yeah, that comes out July 21st. Look, that's a rollout right there. But uh, (laughs) no, man, I don't. I don't know. I think it is up to the family. I think they need to come out and just speak. And I, I don't remember. I had sent y'all a video supposedly of Jamie Foxx talking and it sounded like he had a little slur, a little draw. And mm-hmm. it's like, maybe he tried to poke his head out. Didn't really like the response and is, is going back into hiding. But I really hope that they could come out and give us some information just to keep it real with the people, with the culture. So we could get to the bottom of this because uh, the clone thing, I think that's out. I think that's just a media uh, narrative that was created because it does not look like a clone. When you look at the actual, uh, some of the other videos, y'all saw him at top golf. I know we seen him on the boat. He was also at top golf. That was definitely Jamie, but I seen some good memes out there though that had some people looking just like Jamie. Who was it? They put a couple comedians looking like Jamie. That was hilarious, but I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just a lot. They need to come out and speak though. Man, I yeah. think people need to mind it. Man, it's hard for people to mind their business again. People love Jamie Foxx. What's some celebrities right. y'all think are cloned though? If y'all Britney. <laughs> Britney Kanye is a good one. Britney Spears. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Damn, well, let me ask you this when y'all say y'all think people could be cloned, oh, Orlando damn. Brown, Orlando Brown for sure. But go ahead, <laughs> no, I'm just asking, like, like what's the process? Is it this pricey? Like, is it like where do you like where do you go? Hey, it's when you when it's you know, I'm talking from Orlando Brown type of state of mind. It's when you get exposed to a certain level, you feel me? They're gonna have to clone your body, steal your brain. And uh, you know they they'll put them little chips in you. I'm I'm bullshitting obviously, because there is no process to this. I do not really actually believe in this. But no, you don't. I mean, but there's millions of people. Like there's just so many impressions online where it's just like. But you, man. you will see a switch in people sometimes. Once they Facts. get too crazy, or some they get exposed to some, it's like, is this the same person? But really, they've gone through some traumatic and it's a psychotic episode, most likely. So. Um, the baby kid said he met six different Kanye's, man. He said the first four was pretty dope. The last two, he was hilarious. Know, he I heard that up. too. And even stuff like that, that's why I feel like people even play into this even more because you get celebrities that do funny you know, things like that where it's like, come on. So like, we all know, but it's like, we say we all know, but it's like clearly tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions really don't know. So so they're taking your body, right? And they're just uploading a different, a slightly different consciousness, right? Because they can't get rid of your body. You got to look the same. No, no, that's the conspiracy in me. You know what I'm saying? They just upload. A little quick upload, you know? I just, <laughs> to people out there, if, if, if y'all really think he's cloned, then that must mean that all of these meats and all this stuff we eating at the supermarket been cloned if they moved on the people. Oh, oh, yeah. They just approved that, though. They just approved the cloned chicken, right? That's coming. No, out. but that means that's a lie. They that they this is this clone chicken. They've been clone, doing clone it. Chicken. Yeah, <laughs> this is the, this is the third one. Yeah, this second is, generation clones. Like, like that COVID shot. This is, yeah, this yeah. is the remix. How many times you go ahead, Diddy? Yeah, you know I mean, this, this is one of those situations. I mean, you said you brought up the COVID shot. Which is there anything to even discuss on the jab with Jamie? Like, I mean, what do you guys feel about that part? I'm going to say no just because I feel like it hasn't been confirmed enough yet. And I feel like there's been too many news outlets guessing, which is why the story does kind of piss you off. After yeah, they just want it to be. That's what I'm saying. They just reaching for a conspiracy. I would love to hear from the family on this. What, what, is, what is the, like, how do, how do news outlets, how do they break stories? Like, how do they know? Where do they get their info from? Uh, I mean... You're supposed to have a source, but in general, I feel like it's just the buzz online. It's Twitter as a source. I feel like nowadays, yeah, it's changed. I feel like, like to Lee Boy's point, in 1980s, 1970s, you had to. But I feel like because of social media, some of these news outlets can essentially create a story based on things they see online. So, 
That's how many outlets do we all watch on Instagram? You know what I mean? Where it's like, I mean, I see in this story, but I know damn well I ain't gonna see it on CNN. <laughs> they might be like looking online at other blogs and platforms and then just rolling with that and then it just blows up because it's from CNN or something like that. So and it's, man, I don't know. All I gotta say, it's a lot of misinformation that's ending up on these big sites too, man. Like it's completely contrived and from the beginning just to get clicks and people pick it up so quickly just because somebody said that, you know. It's a it's a real serious media game out there. I think Jamie Foxx is in the middle of it. Kanye has definitely been in the middle of it. This whole Britney Wimbanyama, that was some they that's orchestrated, bro. Some this shit is orchestrated out here. I'm happy you said that. Man. No, I'm happy said that though, because even as far as all these social media things moving on, these NPCs and to those who don't know what that stands for, that's a non-playable character um, on TikTok. So pretty much, you have this trend now going on where you got kids and teenagers and probably young adults too. They're acting as if they're not real people, and you know what I mean. Pick up the food, pick up the food, eat, bite, bite, bite. And they take this virtual currency and somehow they can get real money. So it's like, am I crazy? Is this cool? Like, did I man, miss let, the me be, let, let me be honest with you, man. <laughs> this is going to make me sound old. And I'm just a millennial. Gen Z is just fucking weird. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, try bro. They, 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 they it, for this you're not shit, part of Gen Z. What's what you thinking, man? Facts, like they literally born did, from this. Did you see this, try bro? Didn't we see this with the Pokemon um game a couple years ago? Where they you have to like the app, you have to download it and then follow the Pokemon different locations. That was a version, but in this version, they just tricking off because the girls like eating, you know. Playing like a game, she's not even yeah, a video game. Real. This is not even a game. This is just <laughs> videos just... on TikTok where these people is acting out this, and people are paying them in virtual money that they can exchange for real money. It's not even a game per se. Man, that's some Gen Z shit. Nah, yeah. but like after you have brought it up, uh Matt, I've seen this come across the timeline, and that shit had me dying. The best part is the girl was just so mad that they exposed her, you know, her paywall. Videos, she like, why would you put this out there? And oh man, I don't know. But I'm all I'm gotta say is really just congratulate the young ladies that, that hacked the game. You know what I'm saying? That exposed y'all Gen Z weirdos and, and getting y'all money. Cause shout out to them, man. Like if you gonna pay it. But is this like a spell or something? Cause I'm gonna be real with you. I feel like <laughs> if I went right now, no, I'm keeping this stack. If I you gonna right keep now scrolling, bro? On my live, right? And I asked everybody to give me two dollars. Most people be like, man, you crazy. But the fact that y'all saying much, 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 e, 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 and people is really just like, yeah, let me pay you. Like, you man, like you say, I know you say you feel old, but I don't think that's old. I think you you sound like your brain hasn't been touched. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm going to just say. These, they, their brains have been touched. Because like, there's no bro, other way. You got to look at it like this. Gen Z is, that's anybody born from 99, right? 1999 to whatever. I'm gonna be real with you. They be telling us so many different ones in school. I don't even know. Well, let, well let's just say hypothetically, 1999. So they've seen 9/11. They've seen the wall right? They've seen COVID-19. They've seen Hurricane Katrina. They see what else, man? Y'all help me out here, man. Well, I was gonna it's say like, even stuff like that though. 9/11. It's like they saw it, but they was baby, baby. So I mean, they really see. <laughs> Bro, they, like, they is the first thing that they really even have prior memory because Katrina was what 05? They different, like, bro. They different. They they was born into your school just shooting, like, your school shootings too. Fact. Right. That was no that's normal to them when I was growing up. It wasn't that wasn't really a normal thing. Like it would happen every once in a while. But, I feel like we, we heard more about Columbine than we did the actual school shootings exactly. that happened during our generation. Exactly, bro. Like they different, bro. In a good way, they can they different in a good way sometimes, but sometimes they just to me they just weird. Like y'all weird, bro. Like yeah, like kids like ain't no when when I see kids today and I'm again I'm aging myself, whatever. They would rather get on YouTube and watch somebody play with a toy instead of actually playing with the toy <laughs> And never ask you to buy it neither. I remember asking no. kids like, "Yo, you want somebody to buy you that?" No, I'm like, "You just want to watch him play with it." That's you, weird to me. You ain't lying. I be getting on my son all the time. He don't want to play the video games, but he'll watch the game, bro. He'll watch Madden like it's a real game. I'll be like, "What are you doing, bro?" <laughs> bro. 
He be watching uh, Mario Kart and all kind of shit. I'll be like, bro, you don't want to participate? They watch somebody. God, no, Mario Kart on the Switch. If y'all fellas ain't got it, it's fire. Right. But yeah, that shit is fire. And I offered to get it for him, but he ain't going to play it. Well, my my oldest, but yeah, this generation is different, man. Cause yeah, I couldn't I couldn't catch myself watching that shit talking about eat the hot dog, eat the what was she saying, man? She was saying some foolishness. She was just saying like just regular, just tasks of things that you would just do, but it was just so mind. No, she was reading the emojis, wasn't she? <laughs> I think some of that was, but like I said, all I know is I just kept seeing, you know what I mean, the notification where she was just getting more money, more money, and I'm just like, people paying for this. Pet the monkey, pet the monkey. What the fuck? <laughs> but let me move on to something that's a little more our speed, fellas. You had the SBs that didn't just pass, and the big talk of the thing was LeBron James, his SB speech, where some people felt that it was a little disrespectful for him to talk about not retiring, and then he's changing his jersey number from six back to 23 out of respect for Bill Russell. Fellas, what's your take? When I when I saw that, I, I th- when I saw him giving the speech, I thought he was going to announce his retirement. I was like, yo, this would be the perfect time this is what LeBron do, like, like for him to announce the retirement, and and that would be like the whole main story of the SPs. But he didn't do that. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, that was superstars do. Yeah, wow, he said. Not? Yeah, but then it would have took away from everybody else winning though, because Who cares? It, you know, SPs for retiring the retirement speech or whatever, you know. But um, the, you know, him changing the number, I'm like, nah, you you're not Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Jordan. Hey, man. Look, I, look, but, hey, we, we not going to do that. Look, man, I'm a millennial. Right. Disrespect, okay? bro. I, I'm, a, I'm a millennial, okay? <laughs> I was born in 1993. I don't give a damn about no Michael Jordan. No disrespect. <laughs> I grew up on LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. So, who cares about Michael Jordan? I feel like, no, man. Look, man. The opinions on <laughs> some on this podcast does not reflect that of all of us. <laughs> hey, I tell people that all the time. I remember his last two years in Chicago and the Washington Wizards days. Everything else I saw on YouTube. I'm not. I'm a LeBron and Kobe fan. I could care less about Michael Jordan. So Le- LeBron is LeBron is great. I just feel like you, you know anybody that wears the 23 now is going to always go back to Jordan. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, especially with LeBron, where he already anointed himself the chosen one. He has that tattoo on his back. Yeah. You know, before yeah. in the championship. Uh-huh. Well, I just, you know, I just love as a Laker fan that we're going to have 23 in the rafters. But in general, I think they should just go ahead and just retire Jordan number two. I don't understand why that hasn't happened. Like, obviously. Bill Russell, it took them, what, 50 years? I don't know how long it took them. Like, it, it just seems out of, like, the timing just really isn't right for the whole Bill Russell thing, but it's kind of a weird time, just like, but I will, like, really, Kareem number should have got retired, if anything. Like, that would seem more timely, in my opinion, at this time. But uh, as far as Jordan, I don't know why they just haven't retired his number altogether, because everyone that wears it's going to be compared to Jordan. It's just not fair. Um I just want to say, as far as the LeBron SB speech, I thought the speech was amazing to the people who felt like it wasn't the right time or place for him to say that he wasn't retiring. To me, it's kind of like a F you, because it's like, when is the right time? Y'all got all lives on this man since he was about 16, 17 years old, so it is what it is. Two, changing the jersey, I feel like it's cool, but it's one of those things was like, like I said, if that's the case, we need to be having it with Jordan's numbers, you know, not use no more, and realistically, no disrespect, but why is Michael Jordan not I think it should be Kobe. I'm not mad at that. But I just feel like the fact that Michael Jordan, like, don't get me wrong, Jerry West can ball, but not even just Jordan. I feel like there's been too many other guys that have been better than Jerry West for them to never consider somebody else at this point. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, it's the same reason why we ain't going to never get that Harry Tubman dub. You know, same shit. Man, what happened to this? Let's not get into that. But uh, LeBron, also the speech, everyone was mad because he said the statement. What did he say? Uh, Lucky, today is not that day, right? And it's like, it was a little bit arrogant. But the truth is, I think LeBron's the GOAT. And I think he going to change. You know, obviously the game's going to change considerably once he exits out. So in general, I think we are lucky that today is not that day because we need about two, three years. The league going to fall off once LeBron. I ain't going to say it's going to fall off, but a lot of the narratives are just not going to be there. But he's definitely going to play with or against one of his sons, if not both. Uh, I'm just excited to see where they land, man. We got, what, man. another year? 
another year till that happen. Yeah, yeah, I think LeBron signed one and done. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I definitely see. Yeah. Me and me, me and Trump Burrow had this clash. It's like it's his generation. Look, man, my nephew don't know who Jordan is. He know the shoes. No, no, Le- Le- LeBron is one of the best, and and he lived up to the hype. I just like, this, this generation, they, that's that's who they. Know. The way that he did it, though, like him having that that announcement on ESPN, people gonna remember that. He's got always have you know a you know, side you know on. Money, you, you you know how much money he raised for that? How much for his for ESPN? I, I forgot, but it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, Bro, but uh, all them kids that got drafted this year. When they interviewed all the draftees this year and asked who was the go, half like eighty percent of them said LeBron. Yeah, because they they growing up in in this era where LeBron is the goat. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, what, that if makes he sense. if he retired now, the the game is still great. We still got Steph Curry. We still got KD. We got Embiid. We got Jokic. We got Wemby. I think Wemby's gonna be the rookie of the year. When Jordan retired, it was the same thing. You had a young Kobe, a young Shaq, Tim Duncan, Allen Iverson. Right, and the, and the look game, what Kobe. The, 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 the league gonna be the league is gonna always be the league. That's the machine. Right. No man is bigger than the machine. I agree. Shout out to LeBron, man. I will LeBron, say this, though, fellas, because obviously LeBron, you know, y'all always got the Jordan thing. That's going to be a forever debate. Yeah, I could one... go on this all day, to be honest. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> but I was just going to say one thing that really ain't is a lot of people, the streets is talking. They saying Scottie Pippen's ex-wife and Jordan's son is a no-go. They saying it's crazy, it's bad. What's y'all take? Is this foul play? Like, what I'm is taking them on my will. If I'm Jordan, I'm taking my Jordan <laughs> son on my will. You taking the son out the will? Little Marcus, yes. little Marcus, you're gonna have to go somewhere. Marcus, hey son, hey bro, you a grown ass man. You can do what you want. I, I didn't told you about her one time. I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you one time only, son. She not getting my money. You thinking it's sweet? You keep playing with. With me, like I ain't Jordan, bro. You are not being there with. I'm a Tar- I'm a Tariq and Goshi. I'm a, I'm a digital like wow. Go Tariq. Wow. I'm being bro because look, look, man, you a grown man, but you gotta make better decisions than this. Why all the women in the world? Why you want her? I mean, we seen how she lashed onto the Kardashian. We seen her play. She lashed onto the Kardashian. She just got Scottie Pippen whole check. We should get half of his uh retirement money, like damn. And then <laughs> she trying to have a kid. She says she's trying to have a kid with Marcus Jordan. Like, God, then she just putting her whole playbook. I hope, I hope Marcus like, Jordan got a job. Because <laughs> he's about to be cut off. But like, no, nah, I mean, you gotta just see the snakes in the grass. Like, God damn, like she she cool, but they they can't be wifey, man. She already been through the whole league. Well, who I do y'all think has more money? In all the generations, the 90s and the 2020s. Like, she's been she through it. turning that nigga out, See, But man. what you think, though? Who you got to think more money? Because, yeah, it's like, is it... I, I personally don't think that the son would have more money than her. But then again, I don't know. Because if Jordan gave him a lot more, it's possible. But who do y'all think has more money out of them, too? It's clearly Jordan. It's Marcus got it. Because his father's a billionaire. You mean to tell me he ain't giving his kids no money? No, no, Michael I, I Jordan. Disagree. I wouldn't I be surprised. Actually, yeah, I, Michael I Jordan. It looks cheap. <laughs> I told you, man. You better, you better not bring her to no to the goddamn barbecue. Oh my god. Well, I think she has more disposable income. You know, she can spend hers. His is somewhere locked up, waiting to get a, you know, waiting to get passed on. And he mess gonna mess around and mess up the whole wheel. Like, don't I got, mess I got it up. my lawyers looking over it right now. Yeah, don't mess it up. His is locked up, waiting I'm to get signed you. over. I just feel like, like you said, the same thing. Not to say that I don't know about his being locked up, but I just feel like she probably has a lot of money to the point where it's like, this might not even be something where it's like she trying to necessarily come up. And even if she is, it's like, well, how much this lady need to come up? Because like I said, she done been with all these other high profiles, you know, entertainers and whatnot. So it's like, uh, she got some something from them. Like, she she ain't broke. Like, well, she's, a, she's super far from broke. Right, and shouldn't be nowhere near for some years. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know if y'all Powell fans, y'all, y'all seen the episode when Tyreek got arrested for murder. He had to open that letter. I'm crying. Yeah, of course. Ghost was like, Ghost was like, man, I knew you was gonna end up here, little nigga. Yeah, yeah, from the grave. What? Similar future, like like last year or year ago or something. Damn. Everybody has the future. 
I mean, she was with her son's teammate, Lil Pippen, oh. on the Lakers, Malik Beasley. Lil Lil oh, <laughs> she for the streets, man. man Marcus, go go find you a, a girl that work at, at Target or something, son. Oh, Home Depot is wide open right now. Look. <laughs> but it's like Gilbert Arenas said it. New type of guy, and obviously Marcus Jordan, he might not be playing sports, but let's say he ain't working necessarily full time job. If you home, you know, X hours like how these professional athletes be, there's only two, three types of women that's you know home at that same time. And unfortunately, a lot of them look like that. Like as far as the lifestyle, what they into, oh, they're trying to mess with the young dudes. So I feel like man. a part of it is like if he like it, he like it. Yeah, you know I mean, make make a hand, make a hand account, man. <laughs> and just put on there Marcus Jordan, nigga. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> ain't got too much, bro. I'm gonna leave them alone, no fellas, and I'm gonna move on. Another big thing online was a topic. I don't know why. It seems like it pops up every few years. Who's more insecure, women, and why, fellas? Y'all can go. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Who want to go first, man? It's definitely men because well, once so you would get with a chick and she say she got, she know a lot of male friends. That's already a red flag for us. You know what I'm saying? Like all all kinds of thoughts start running through your head. Like, oh, if I stop talking to her, is she gonna go to him and start talking? And what are they talking about? And when I'm not talking on the phone and stuff, so I definitely think it's us. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I agree. Men just have more to be insecure about. You gotta have, you know, the whole six pack, six figure, six foot thing. You gotta have looks, money, status, job, height, car, house, all that shit. Ladies gotta have looks. Looks. Looks gotta be right. You know what I'm saying? And then, really, you just want your body count to be low. And you just talked right. about that, uh, Charlie, bro. Like, you want to have a perceived low body count. It don't even got to be real. And then you might have to cook. Like, you might be insecure about some cooking. But, I mean, we, gotta you be. don't really got to have a job or nothing. Like, <laughs> Don't forget you to be a freak in the sheet, too. Yeah, freak in the sheets. But how do but you nah, but really, you don't want you don't want it to be too much. Like, you know, you don't want to be doing too much. That could make you insecure as well. But I don't know. I don't know. There's a fine she, line. Where she learned that from. Yeah, yeah. There's a fine line there. You got to pull it out in waves and phases and shit. You know? uh, oh, but at the man. same asking, the only reason I say this is because if dudes sometimes be sleeping with strippers, you know what I mean? These, um, what's the word? Escorts or whatever the case is. They, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm assuming they do it because these people's experience. So it's like, if their wives were just as experienced, maybe they wouldn't cheat? Question mark? Nah, nah, I don't know, man. <laughs> and some people, I'm honest, to be honest, in my opinion, some people are not built to be in relationships, period. Yeah. Some people are too selfish to be in relationships. That's all it is. Some every you, I know we all know a dude or some dudes growing up, right? Right. And, and y'all can tell me if y'all didn't or not. That's cool. That he want all the girls. Oh yeah, he ain't right. gonna oh, stick to one. Yeah. Of no, yeah. but no, like he man, he can be talking to three, three, two or three girls. He see you like a girl. He want the two all. The yeah, girls. yeah. He gonna start talking to her right away. Look, <laughs> they got a bunch of niggas like that, and they ain't grow up. They just got older. Some dudes <laughs> like that. Some women like that, bro. Some people just not meant to be in relationships. And, and, and they always end up with the people who want to be in relationships and it damage the people who want to be in relationships. And then they get on social media crying, bitching, and complaining. And I'm going to be honest, this Kiki Palmer and her boyfriend stuff really starting to irritate me because social media gassing. It seems like, I, look, I love Kiki Palmer. I'm a huge Kiki Palmer fan. It seems like social media is gassing the shit up and making it worse. Look, man, yeah. the Kiki Palmer usher situation, that's over. I want Kiki Palmer and her father, the father of her son, to get back together, get married, and have a bunch of kids. I'm sick of social media gassing that shit up. I'm tired of black families being attacked. Or just right. families of color in, in general. And, it, right. and it, it, it's, it's this war between black men and black women that need to stop. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's basically Kiki that's where this topic came somewhere. from, though, right? That's where the topic right. came from, right? Basically, Kiki Palmer and what happened with uh, the other actor, too, from us. Uh, Super bad, but um, they yeah they like broke up. What did she say in the performance? She basically cut it off, cut that nigga off. Man, all, she needed, all she needed is a bag, and you can tell she hurting, bro. That's yeah. Well, in my opinion, it's like like of course that bothers you. You broke up with you, you and your 
paid for the broker. Why the fuck, man? And and I'll be reading the comments, scheme, skimming through the comments. I'm like, look at all this toxic, unhealed shit. Toxic, toxic, unhealed, unhealed, unhealed. Girl, you did that. Yes, yes, yes. Man, stop that, man. Mind your business. Let that girl get back with the father with kids and let them live happily ever after. Please. That was my only thought was that at the end of the day, I was like, it'd be one thing if was just this was just her boyfriend and everybody just thought he was just some nice guy and they didn't have any kid. But I feel like the simple fact that they have a kid, yeah, I don't understand how anybody could feel like it's a good idea to root against this. Like even to see her do that, it's like it's a good thing her kid is, you know, young, but it's like just people in relationships, especially when you have children, be mindful of the fact that at some point your kid might have to see you put, I don't need this nigga, I just need a bag. It's like my father, exactly. like, you know what I mean? Like, Nobody's man. never thinking about stuff like that. They're always living in the in the in the moment. Yeah. And there's no need to. It's like, just like, you know what I mean? If 10, 15 more seconds or just, you know what I mean? Just not as many people around with pitchforks around going, yeah, girl, you did that. What did you do? Broke up another black family. That's what you did. It's it's hey. a bitterness, bro. Like, our generation. What's the generation before millennials, y'all? Jen, <laughs> what? I don't know. These we just gonna start saying if you born in this year and to this year after, because I don't know yet. Well, like I said, I'm gonna say the, the half of the generation before millennials, millennials and Gen Zers are fucked up. It started with that millennials got bad, and Gen Z made it worse. This whole generation of people just need to hear. Go get some counseling, man. Like, dog, <laughs> go get some. Look, man, I want to be. I'm talking shit. But I would love to be with a, a woman, a black woman, live happily ever after one day. I'm not gonna sit right. on here Amen. on social media and act toxic because I got hurt or got played by a couple of them, right? right. Like, let's stop, man. Let's hear it's like people want it's so cool for people to be toxic. That shit ain't cute, that shit cute for social media. That's it, right. Nah, I you know what I'm saying? That's how I don't feel nobody. Uh, Kiki Palmer, and what's her boyfriend name? He and he's not a bum. He has a net worth of close to a million dollars, apparently, allegedly too. But whatever right. his, I forgot his name. Keep, I hope y'all I want to say Darius Jackson. Right, right. Darius Jackson, Kiki Palmer. I hope y'all get back together, get married, ha- have a bunch of kids, live happily ever after, man. Black love. So you know somebody out there listening. If it ain't them, it's somebody named Click Fellas. But moving on. Podcast wars. If ain't nobody heard about them, it's always been a big thing online, especially you know friendly competition. Uh, the biggest one that comes to mind is Joe Budden and Gilly. But fellas, what I also want to know from y'all is one: Do y'all think this is healthy to have these little you know wars and battles amongst different podcasts? What's y'all take on it? I think it's it's healthy as long as they just keep it within the realm of podcasting and and just bringing out the best content. And oh, it's good for like promotion for both of their you know platforms and. You know, I, I used to listen to, uh, I used to watch Joe Budden's podcast in in the beginning. And I've seen a couple of episodes with Gilly. And I think Gilly is more, he's more like down to earth and more real because he's from the streets. And Joe, Joe at this point is like more of like a social media darling now. So he's going to say things like for cloud and for darling. You said it so nonchalant. Like, that was so poetic. Interesting, interesting choice of words, my brother. Yeah, that's a rebrand for Joe for sure. But go ahead. That was poetic. <laughs> you know, like like Gilly, I don't I don't see Gilly doing that. Gilly's not I don't see Gilly doing that for like hot takes and all that. He's just gonna say whatever it is that's on his mind. Joe, I did, Joe is smart. He knows how to how to rile up, you know, people. And I think at this point he he is more for like the hot takes and you know uh the Man, the, clip, the, the clips that, that people are gonna like talk about. That's cap, bro. And <laughs> and again, I say all the time, ain't nothing wrong with being biased as long as you admit you being biased. I am a Joe Budden podcast fan. I listen twice a week. I'm gonna just say this personally. I think Joe Budden's a better podcaster than Gilly. Right. He, he's he and Gilly is a great podcast. He's funny. It's two different shows. A million Dollar yeah. of the Game is a guest based show. Joe Button podcast is not. Right. And Joe Button dropped way more episodes than me. I love Wallow and Gilly, bro. I listen to, I'm a fan of their podcast too, Drink Champ, all of but they guest based. Like Joe Button, I wasn't the biggest fan of Joe Button as a rapper. Right. But as a podcaster, bro, he got it, bro. Like he just, he, 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 bro, they, his nickname the Pod Father for a reason. And that complex list pissed a lot of people off. Hmm. Right. <laughs> 
Definitely sure, did. Yeah. Definitely had people in feelings. You know what I'm saying? He always number one. And he said that. I'm, bro, what's the problem? I'm always number one. When you look on the charts on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and I'm always number one. And when you Man. number one, people will constantly take shots at you. Even though I think Charlemagne is great too. Charlemagne is, is a is a legend in the media mm-hmm. game. I, I like when you number um, one, everybody shoot at you. I, I like drink champs. The the problem with Norvi is Norvi interrupts them way too much and I think he needs to have like a certain cutoff point. There's no reason why you should have a four-hour episode with Tony Yayo. Yeah, you ain't lying, bro. They need to they need to tighten it up. But he does be cutting people off, bro. When he get a little drunk, I'll be like, damn, this nigga just fucked up the conversation, kind of. But uh, it is entertaining. He he mean well though, because I could tell. I don't know what it is, and I don't want to just put this out here. And see. You know he has some type of mental thing or whatever, yeah. but you could tell that it's like almost like the words jump out of his mouth because he be saying like I apologize and he'll even mention people like you and myself too in the comments. We be like, nigga, shut the fuck up. But yeah, it's like, <laughs> bro. Yeah, I, I wanted him to finish that tech nori. God damn. <laughs> like I said, though, five hours. It's like saying, yeah, this is not an alpha cheat. Like this is not a movie. This is not. <laughs> I, 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 I put drink champs on like when I'm about to lay down and go to sleep. <laughs> Because it's that long. It's like, yeah, I'm yeah. not finished. It's going to take me three days to finish this one episode. I can finish a Joe Budden podcast episode in one listen. I can finish a Me Dollar of the Game podcast episode in one listen. I can listen to Breakfast Club. It's just, like I said, them, them drink chat episodes be mad long, man. And me wrong. Some of them be great, but like you said, you just be like, sheesh. Depending on the guests, man. I don't really care about some of the guests, but that's my personal preference. I love you know Tony Yale, but five hours was ridiculous. Yeah, and academics yeah. is the most honest one out of everybody. Like, people may not like him, and people don't like that he's climbing, too. I- I'm starting to notice that. Well, no, I'm concerned, though, because you brought up Charlemagne, too. I'm concerned with Charlemagne and academics beef a little bit. Um, I don't know, just because, when, especially when people don't talk about it too much, like academics is pretty uh, forthcoming and he'll speak on it, but Charlemagne just keeps it silent. And the way he uh, also ex- uh, wax out the game, remember his only wax? I used to be on yeah. um, uh, Brilliant Idiots and, and, and everything. And like they, I don't know, I'm concerned about Charlemagne and his headspace within the culture and stuff. But as far as Joe Budden, the good thing, even if he does have beef with other uh, with other podcasts, is dope because they don't have to be in the same room. They don't have to be in the same venues. They don't have to do live shows together. So I think in general, it can make the whole space bigger as long as they're able to talk about it. I just get concerned when these outlets get silent and it's like real behind the scenes beef and shit like just, what, you know, keep that? it entertainment. What y'all think about Rory and Maul podcast? Oh, damn. <laughs> they X they self out the game, bro. I'm not a big fan. Why do why you think? I, I like Rory and Maul podcast. I don't, well, I haven't listened to much of it, but. I'm about to say, that's really what it is. I shouldn't even say I'm not a big fan. It's just like, it hasn't, when I did listen, it just didn't keep my attention like that. So I haven't listened. Plus, sometimes it just be an overload. It's just a b- bunch of other, you know, uh, media, whatever that we consume. Where it's just like them for whatever reason. It just hasn't been something high on my list. Can you imagine if Charlemagne and God, Man. Joe Budden, Rory and Ma, academic, all came together, and Vlad all came together to get money? That's so it. Just one big network. No, I think it, it could work, be, but it I think be a series. It it's too many different opinions there. It's just too many different ways to do look, business. Like when you look at all of those guys fundamentally, even the way they all go about it, it's like while some of them are talking about the same topics, interviewing some of the same people, their styles are just so fundamentally but, different. Where I, I one, don't one, see that one, one, spe- one special episode behind the paywall. It could be on Patreon. It don't got to be permanent. It can be okay. three hours, all of them sitting down, talking. I tune in. Hell yeah, I would pay for that, bro. Because I'm, I'm, I'm on, uh, I'm on that, I'm on Joe Bunn's Patreon, and I'm on uh, see the thing is Patreon. I'm gonna join Rory Maul Patreon because I legit like they podcast, bro. And Charlemagne's book is goaded. I don't know if y'all this y'all read it. Which uh, I one? Black Privilege. Yeah, Black yeah, Privilege yeah. is goaded. So I didn't man, finish it, but what I did read was fine. Yeah, this media man, if they were coming. I think they better together than apart, but that's just me. 
What do you think about how he been moving on the last? I mean, just the way the Breakfast Club is different now. Angela's gone. They be getting into the hella gay shit on the Breakfast. It be like <laughs> it's just they got Tesla and Figaro up in there talking like right. I mean, all kind of crazy politics. But um, I don't know. I I just seen a, a a change in Charlemagne recently. I just got my eye on him. Let me see what's going on with him. But, well, he, uh, see, he don't, don't y'all think he's matured a lot, or has he changed over the years? Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, so sometimes he just probably—I don't know. It just depends. It depends on what day you catch him, where he at. Because on the they be clowning on the Breakfast Club, they be getting into some crazy shit. But um, I rest my case. I don't really have too much to say on it. But who's the best yeah, podcaster? Oh my I, bad, Sean. Go ahead. I was, I was saying, um, was the reason Angela Angela left? Did she leave because of Charlemagne? Because he seemed different now that she's going. I think that was the big. I mean, doesn't it all kind of stem from the Gucci shit? Like, right. I'm pretty sure that was the biggest thing. Right. But um, yeah. like, like you, you know, said, like you got PC it. as far as in the pub, they they pretty much said you know it was just for her to move on and do bigger and better things on her own, which you know does make sense considering they've all been doing. But I don't think they was transparent really about what happened or why. Yeah, they being passive aggressive about it. Who who the best podcasters to uh I think, you think Joe Rogan. Okay. I thought somebody was well, all together, like to all together. I mean Joe Rogan, I would, you know, if you saying the best overall and you rating it like that, you know, I would say he would definitely be up there. I like the um the PBD. What's the, my name? Uh Pat David Best podcast. I don't know if you guys follow that. That's yeah, more political. Yeah, he's uh he's pretty dope. Um, but then, like, as far as favorite, Joe Budden's my favorite. That's who I would put number one. I, like I think, what you think? Not to be biased, I think we're the best. There you go. There you go. Hey, <laughs> put that energy in the universe. There you go. I, I, that I, one. I, like Andrew, else. I, <laughs> I like Andrew Schultz, too. It should be funny sometimes, but Adam twenty Adam twenty two gonna be a stepdaddy and shit. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say there's definitely some dope podcasts out there, but I think we we definitely top notch just like everybody else. I'm loving that. Shout out to Joe Rogan. No, there's a few out there like you said. Andrew Schultz is fired. It's definitely I ain't a hater nothing like that. You know, they definitely obviously the black ones out there million dollars worth of game, but I think yeah. When I have a great podcast idea. Imagine Kevin Gates and Plies having a podcast. They would give Cameron and Mace a run for their money, bro. I'm telling See, you. But here's the problem. You need captions because I feel like if they get drunk and start talking fast, at least for me coming from New York, I know I can't be understanding some of that Bama shit after a while. I'd be like, man, slow down. What are you saying? Hey, like, no what? alcohol. No, no alcohol. Hey, just, throw like, black, no throw black youngster in that shit too, bro. That should be. Oh hilarious. man, he he he's a moderator. He's a moderator. Oh, bro, print money, printing money, bro. <laughs> Episode gonna be so long, but keep it speaking up since we are talking about podcasts. Obviously, you know this is all the culture because they mainly hip hop. You have your comedy ones and whatnot. Drake, Drake caught a lot of flack if y'all didn't know from Elliot Wilson. Um, the question was one is Drake. From you know, is he still for the culture? And the question came up because Elliot Wilson was pretty much saying, "Moment of clarity. No disrespect to Lil Boat talking about Lil Yachty. Yachty's convo with the boy was comfy and had some cool moments. I was more so clowning the comedy shenanigans with outsiders to our culture. It would be great to hear Drake speak to us again, even if it ain't me." <gasps> Sound like he begging for an interview, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's this lady? What's the girl name that he went on the podcast? I was trying to look it up. That's why I paused. My bad. <laughs> Is it Bobby, Bobby something? Bobby Althoff or whatever. First of all, I thought the the little interview skit that came out was hilarious. Drake need to go ahead and just hop back in the movies, get back into the whole acting game because I think he's gonna kill it once he makes that switch up. But as far as him being for the culture and him not, you know, necessarily running to our media outlets to put out his business, I mean. We the thing is, 
we follow him so tough, he just feels like he doesn't have to cater to us. Like, so we know we're going to always know when his releases are. We're always going to be in tune with what he's got going on. So, I mean, it, it only makes sense business-wise for him to continue to expand his horizons with other outlets. But, I mean, you would just love to see him be uh, genuine with an interviewer for my culture. I wouldn't be mad at – I wouldn't mad, be mad at seeing him on the Joe Button podcast for sure. But I think Elliot Wilson in this case is just really trying to. Didn't he just already interview Drake like recently, like a year ago? I don't know. I'm assuming it's been nothing. longer. I know when they used to have what's that podcast they had on title? I don't uh, know if it still exists. Elliot Wilson. Rap Radar. That one. Rap Radar. Yeah, I remember he came back on yeah. Rap Radar. Yeah. He was interviewing probably a lot back then, but I'm assuming he's saying this because he probably see, noticed that he hasn't done, you know, as somebody he feels in the culture. But yeah, I would have to check because I don't know when the last Elliot Wilson one was. And next question is what's the last interview he did outside of this recent one? Like I haven't seen any. The little Yachty one? You said right. it already, so, uh... so he came back with Yachty then, yeah. He came back with the culture. I mean, outside of this Bobby interview, I haven't seen him do anything. So, what is the culture? <laughs> no, I'm asking, like for real. What is the culture? I, I guess I he's saying the... keeping it hip hop. Like he feel like even with Lil Yachty, I guess Elliot Wilson's, you know, nab was that's your friend and that's cool. But where the the hip hop publications, the people who push you to keep you this household name, that's number one sometimes in the world. But try, bro. What was you gonna say? No, I was I was saying no. I, I was saying when they say culture, like regarding um hip hop, I, I think it, you don't see him on a lot of hip hop platforms because a lot of hip hop heads don't consider him hip hop no more. He's you know a pop like he, star, exactly, exactly. Right, he did the club the club album last year. I I actually liked the club album. A lot of people didn't like it, and the the hip hop heads that used to listen to him. They like his earlier stuff, like from the so gone, the so far gone era. You know what I'm saying? But he's not that same artist no more. They was complaining so, about he was singing too much on those. Right on, right. So and and it's not like he opened the lane doing that. That was being done before him. But I I think he he brought it back to the forefront, like mainstream wise. And then you had other artists like following that formula. You know what I'm saying? So I I think he he gets a lot of hate because of that. But you know, when, when you match him up against Kendrick and J. Cole, he's outselling both of them. He is the biggest star this decade. Yeah. Other than Beyonce. I agree. I don't think that's a comparison just because they're not in the same, you know, musical class. But I'm just saying, but, if, 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 if you had to pick two superstar pop stars of 2010, who would they be? Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let me thing, ask you this. Is, is Drake bigger than Taylor Swift? Yeah, that's a good one. I think he is. Well, I don't, I don't, I, I think she. Well, well, she, she had a country, she had a country fan base too, though, and then she, then she ditched that sound for pop. So, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think they might be on the same level. The thing with Drake, he, he will never get mentioned with the likes of Kendrick and J Cole because, I, again, they don't really feel like he's he can spit bars like those artists. You know what I'm saying? But that's he's definitely big, that's the big three of the 2010s. Those three right okay. there. Right, but he he's definitely outselling them. I mean, right. no, that's fair. I'll say this then: it's considering, like you said, you know, you feel like Drake could possibly be on the same level as Taylor Swift. Moving on to who some people feel is the biggest artist in hip hop, you know, just in general, greatest rapper, Jay Z. What is Jay Z's best album to y'all? His best album to me is Volume Two, because that mm. that's the album that made him a household name. But you know, he, this man has multiple classics, so he do, he does he doesn't have just one, you know, definitive classic album. He has more than one. But my favorite is Volume Two, and I love Blueprint and Reasonable Doubt. You know what I'm saying? But um, I think he has multiple classics. In my lifetime, Volume Two. What would you say is your favorite track on that album? My favorite track on there is definitely Hard Knock Life Anthem. I I played that to death. That is the song that made him a household name because before then. Like with within hip hop, we knew who he was when he came out with, you know, ain't no nigga and and you know, um, the uh, uh, can't knock the hustle. But once Hard Knock Life Anthem came out, it was like for for the casual rap fan and people that didn't listen to hip hop, they knew that song when it came on because of the Andy sample and a lot of people saw that movie back in the day and and you know and and they that that's the that's the song that if your parents or grandparents 
if they didn't know who Jay-Z was before, they knew who he was when that song came out in 98. That makes sense. Makes sense. Lee Boy, what you think of Jamal? Ooh, I mean, I think there's a couple acceptable answers to this question as far as his best album. You know, I look at it a little bit different from Triborough. I'm just looking at obviously he has like a cultural reference to it. He has this um, you know, this time stamp in his mind when he got famous. Me, I'm just looking at cohesive from intro to outro. And I would, you know, I think the blueprint is one of the most perfect albums ever made, just listening yeah. through it. And uh, so that's what I would probably say, obviously, reasonable doubt. And then I, I think a, a probably a lesser um, thought of answer would be the the black album is crazy <laughs> beginning to yeah. end. Like, I, I know every word to the black album. I'll be in my feelings when I'll be rapping that shit like niggas is trying to quit on me. Nigga, you yeah. counting me out like you could tell Jay-Z was really on some other Shit, I think it's a perfect body of work. But I, if I had to give one answer, I would say the blueprint because I just felt like he was at his peak, like in his artistry, you know, and the simplicity of the album, the perfection of the beats, um, is just on another another level as far as his his career and and put pitting him against himself. So I think it's just the perfect body of work from him. I'm gonna go with the blueprint too, and I, I and the, my favorite song off the blueprint is of course we're in the game with Eminem. Uh, this is his best body of work to me. He got stepped on because it released September 11, 2001, and then kind of got overshadowed by all that. But right. blueprint one is definitely the one. That's the one with girls. H to the Izzo. Never change, huh? Facts. Change. Man, that, that's a classic. You bro. don't know. What you do when the streets is yeah. follow me? <laughs> you said, yeah, I'm, I'm like you. Like you said, I, I think Blueprint, when I like really got older and started to really hear like and appreciate it, there was so many songs. I, I remember even listening to, I can't think of the name of the song, but the last song is a super long that got the Girls, Girls, Girls remix. And you know what I mean? Triborough, I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And they, they had the other bonus track, the uh, was it Lyrical Breathing. Yes, yeah, yeah, lyrical exercise. Yeah, I think it's the top one, one. Yeah, that. I'm yeah. about to say, and then the black album, like you said, because for me, the black album was another one of those where, when it came, I mean, as you said, in my hip hop journey now, I'm getting a little old, listening to more stuff, and then I remember everybody was talking about, yo, Jay Z retired, and you know what I mean. In my head, I'm like, man, a rapper retired, you know what I mean? That wasn't even a thing. So right. <laughs> to even hear it, like. Dirty shoulders and change clothes. I remember being in Maryland, you know what I mean, in a basement right. at you know aunt's crib and change clothes came on ten times in an hour on MTV. I'm Harlem shaking. <laughs> I'm flipping over futons. It's, it's crazy, but yeah, I just remember the feeling. You know what I mean? The passion jumping around. So yeah, yeah. It's either Blueprint or the Black Album for me. That's facts. Yeah. What y'all? What y'all think of four 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 hoes? Like I think it definitely I, I, I marks the. Yeah, I was going to say it marks a different era of Hove. It could be, you know, con considered classic. I'm just wondering what you guys think about that. And also, what another, I mean, I think under-respected project was, uh, what was the movie soundtrack? Streets um, is watching. Streets is watching. No, not that one. Not, that was shit was fire, too. Paid like, uh, not, uh, not paid in full. Uh, yeah, American Gangster, bro. That yeah. shit is oh crazy. And he worked, I think he worked with Diddy on that shit. That shit was fire. But Streets is yeah. watching definitely fire too. But I was thinking of that American Gangster. He has some classic songs on there. Like if you like put him in the perspective of Frank Lucas and the time frame, he says some crazy shit. Yeah. I, I think he has a few. Like American Gangster, Volume One. To me, was underrated. Volume three, he, he has he has a great discography. You know, um, four forty four was good. I think that was uh grown up, more mature Jay of of where he is right now in his life with being a married man with kids. You know, with Beyonce and being a more of a businessman now than that you know back goes. in the day. Yeah, that's a fact. So okay, so to the play devil's advocate, does the flow fall off though? What do you guys think about his flow in four for four? Because it's definitely different, but I think that's where people like some people can't hop on with the new J with the flow and shit. It was it was it's an evolution. Like I think for every great artist, you see an evolution from where they started to now. And I think him using that that one producer with no ID and and he gave us a different feeling with that album compared to any any of his other projects. Uh, I'm a whole engine, so uh, 
anything home do. And again, I was I brought up in the South, y'all. Man, we always sit here in the bro. Speak for yourself. I was the only one in the class <laughs> fighting for Jay Z. I'm like, man, y'all tripping, man. Listen, man, he Jigga go hard, bro. I'm the only one in the I'm getting jumped by 29 the students. Not physically jumped, but Hey, Jamal, we don't hit this, bro. I'm a hoe. Whatever hoe. Hey, you sound like Wiz Khalifa bro. when he was talking about Cameron and them. He said the same thing in the area he was at at the time. People was not rocking with this. <laughs> I don't know if he was in Pittsburgh or you know, he was a military brat. But, nah, uh, but yeah, I could imagine bro. other people really thinking Cameron is really trash. Like, if you're not, if you're not familiar with the vernacular and the, the bullshit, yeah, <laughs> that just sounds booty, But see, bro. to those people, I used to go on YouTube and show them the videos of Cameron freestyling when he was fat. <laughs> And yeah. Cam know what we talk about. I know he listened. He was spitting. Yep. I was yep. spitting at that time. Yeah. I'll Cam say this. As far there. as 444 to all of those people out there, it's not supposed to sound like his other album. I think 444, the culmination of that album, showed just the top tier level that Jay-Z is on, much more superior to other rappers. The fact that it changed with the times, but you still looked at the content like, yo, he's talking to me now. Like, there was people who, like, when, you know, Reasonable Doubt and all that came out, they was maybe 22, 23 at that time that was able to listen to 444 and be like, as a businessman, as a father, as a grandfather, he's talking to me now and he's still spitting. That's why it's like, I never understood the whole narrative that got pushed like this album was corny i was like what's good then because it's like i say this is corny but like what then these other people ain't saying nothing so now you, you know what it is it it wasn't that it was corny i, I think a, a lot of heads felt like it's it didn't have the same knock like a like a blueprint or like a heart you know yeah, bro, it, ain't, it ain't even marcy projects no more man right. i was about to say he's not selling crack anymore and i think that's a biblical thing like i feel <laughs> like that's the problem these people want it fitting on it's like no we're not at that point no more like this is the sober one like this is this is for the father and then I'll also look like, it's, it's one of those albums that you listen to by yourself versus one that you knock in the car always great albums it, like that like there's albums that you play with a whole crowd at a party albums that you play yeah. in the car with four or five people and then some shit you just got to listen to to yourself and study so that's yeah definitely i hated videos to that to that album if he never drop another album ever again i'm good i'm doing 444 minutes last album yeah Oh, he dropped him for sure. He's gonna drop. Oh yeah, hopefully, man. Please do. But if he if, if he was to never drop one for the four forty four, I'm going. And to your point, Jamal, even if he never drops an album, he may be good because apparently now in Brooklyn, if y'all did not know, he has the Book of Hove exhibit at the public library and it's got the street. You know, apparently it's a masterpiece. You can see uh, Regalia in there with the jazz grant that he has made of hand clippers. They got all 13 of his albums. Um Lyrics from Encore Suite is on the exterior, and then even some of the big brands, you know, like Rockaway and whatnot that he worked with, they said it's just a dope piece. Um, over 300 donated books, including some from his personal collection, and um, yeah, just a lot for people to see. Uh, one, do y'all think it's dope that this is number one free? Um, during the public library hours, and two, uh, do you feel that a rapper should have had something like this in a library? Do you feel like he wasn't the proper person? What's y'all take on it? I love it because that that's actually the library that I've been going to for years. Like it's right around my way and it's great to see like one of the best ever, like the way that they honored him with his lyrics on, on outside of the library and have it. Yeah, I'm going. I'm definitely going. I'm going next week. I'm, I'm going to take pictures and videos, all that. And and like this is how far it's hip hop has come where we can have like a, a rapper like Jay-Z from the Marcy Projects be a drug dealer or and, and and find success as a businessman and a legendary rapper and, and have him being honored at the, at the Brooklyn Public Library, the biggest library in, in the borough. And I love it, man. It's great. And I think it should have happened years ago. You know what I'm saying? I think we could have had one for Outkast. We could have had one for Dre and Snoop Dogg or for Tupac or whatever. And, you know, hopefully we see more of this, you know, uh, um, you know, symbolism of, of our hip hop legends and in, 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 at different you know, uh, landmark, um, you know, buildings and stuff like that. And, and I definitely think people should go and experience it. Yeah, man. I mean, I think it's a good move in general just to see hip hop in a positive light that we get recognized for these uh, great contributions that we have instead of just the booty hole browns and all that shit. So um, in general, whenever we can, <laughs> I mean, especially within the 50th year of hip hop is, you know, I think whenever we can have these celebrations, they need to come 
early and often. I mean, the only thing that I have that's ironic about it is that he doesn't really write his lyrics and it's a library and you don't really see uh, anything written down or you're not able to read his transcripts. Uh, unless they, you know, you could correct me if that's if that's wrong. But it's just kind of ironic. But I think definitely want to go see this. Um, I know on Joe Budden podcast, they were kind of clowning. But um, in general, I think it's, <laughs> no, I heard it. You heard this? <laughs> it was like, nigga, I am not going to go see a studio set up. We are in a studio right now. But um, I think, you know, just to to place the artifacts of hip hop and, and start with Jay-Z right there in the library is dope just to get everything, you know, um, get everything documented. I mean, this is hip hop. It's real shit. More positivity, y'all. Let's just keep this this role of positivity going throughout the whole fiftieth. Cause um, I'm tired of the booty hoes. God damn. <laughs> yeah, for real, Jamal. I know that's your guy. Like he's mine. So yeah, what's your take? How you feel about this? Man, success? if I was out there, I would have been the first day. Um, I I love to see how hope has evolved. The husband, the businessman, the the, the father. That shit is inspiring, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I love how Styles P and J.D. Kiss has evolved, talking about pharmacy for life. It just, right. I grew up when not, I grew up not having a father, so these guys were kind of my father figures. Yeah, and they I raised think them. I said that before. I right, I've said that before. And I, so when I'm a kid, I'm seeing them flashing money, talking gangster shit. Nah, look at them, man. Pharmacy yeah. for life, health as well. Jay-Z got an exhibit. He's a billionaire with a, a billionaire wife. Man, that's, that's yep. goals, bro. That's, I need to see that. That's that's what's up, man. And I just, I just one day I hope him and Dane Dash just mm. let it, squash it. Because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a huge Dane Dash fan, too. Dane Dash, yeah. all about entrepreneurship, ownership, being a boss. I follow Dane Dash on all social media platforms. That, that's one of my top ten. I hope one day. They love to work with Dame, it. and we we would love to work with Dame too. You know, he got a media uh platform, but go ahead. Facts, facts, facts. No, facts, speaking it into existence, we would definitely Dame be able Dash. to be working with Dame Dash and Nick. Trust me, facts, I think he would facts. love to be on here. Yeah, Without. Dame Dash, if you listening, we we are we rock with you. We are so down to work with you for real, yeah. man. I just one day, and I don't want to be chatty patty like Dame Dash said, man. It just they they made too much history, man. Y'all don't gotta be friends again no more. Or whatever, but just man, do a public hug or something. That's all I'm asking for, man. I'm just the fan in me. I'm I'm a Rockefeller fan, so nah, that would be dope. Man. You know, nah, so Dame should be a Dame should be a billionaire right next to Ho. Let's just you know keep it real, man. That guy's an innovator. Nice. They they need to be clicked up and be partners for life. I mean, that's where you would always want it. Obviously, well, niggas the reason always... he's not is because he puts the difference. Most billionaires they got X amount of people putting more money behind where he Dame, based on what I've you know seen and just in different interviews. You know, he even came through comedy. I recently did an interview that's on their page now. He's a person who puts all his money into it. It's like, I'll eat, you know, the loss or whatever, but I'm also taking it. Itself, unfortunately, yeah. people ain't supporting it when you see that it's Dame Dash or whatever, because people, unfortunately, you know, black people, we skeptical with our own stuff. We say, blase, blase, bootleg, or whatever the case is, but trust me, um, it's coming in. I was just going to say my last part, just before I get out of here on my part, uh, Book of Hove exhibit, I thought the same thing y'all all said, super dope, and I did see pictures online and just the way it was set up. I think it's cool because a lot of kids nowadays, no knock to this generation, y'all niggas can't read. And I just feel like a lot of it comes from the fact that ain't nobody going to the library no more since COVID. Y'all yeah, gotta read with your finger under the, you know what I mean? Like y'all still read with your finger under the word or audio book. Unfortunately, that's effing you up because yeah, a lot of people know what the sounds like. Any little kid can curse, but ask them to write their name and they lost. So, you know, I say that to say that uh, reading is fundamental. And I think this is dope. Like, I just think that this is going to be good for any adults. Take your kids. I think, like I said, this is black history. Regardless of what y'all want to feel, he's influential and has been on black, white, Chinese, Spanish, you name it, this culture in this country. But yeah, that's my take. Here's to another 50 years of hip hop, man. For real. But man, fellas, before we get out of here, man, let them know all your socials, all what you got coming up, what you got planned, all that other good stuff. Yeah, follow me on Instagram, Trouble underscore Jiggolo. Um, I, I'm doing a live stream next week with uh, a guy from Jersey. His name is Ray Lansky. He came out with a documentary on Jersey hip hop. So um, we've been planning that for a while. So hopefully next Tuesday on um, 80s and 90s, IG Live, we'll be having him back because I had him before last year. We'll bring him back. 
And um, we're going to talk about hip-hop, you know, for 50 years. And I'm, I'm recording some stuff in the city. With um, but shout out to uh, uh, digging with Demi, uh, the Go Getter TV. Follow him on YouTube. Got a rap round table that we are gonna record at the end of the month or in August. Look out for that. And um, yeah, I'm waiting for Jamar to get up here so we can start recording this shit too. Oh, we gonna get to hey. it. We gonna get to it, bro. Trust me, we gonna oh, yeah. get to it. Yes, sir. Follow me at Lee TV. Definitely follow Midtown Radio Indie 1015. Hit me if you need any music promotion. If you guys don't know, I'm a former All That cast member. I'll be on an All That panel, I believe, next week. Some online. So you guys just uh, tune into my Instagram at Lee Boy TV. I'll put out more information about that. I had some engagements coming up, but like the whole industry is shut down with all this acting shit. So like there's not going to be no cons or anything. So um, definitely check me out online. Lee Boy TV. Dope, dope. And then y'all can check me out at Real Matt Corbin on all platforms. That includes YouTube. Y'all please subscribe that. I'll be dropping a bunch of content soon. Uh, follow my Instagram, as mentioned as well, because I'll be going live starting July 21st and every Friday at 8 p.m. Just to come kick it with people. Like I said, a lot of people say they don't get to really see me speak much outside of my videos, so I thought that was big. And uh, like they said, support the brand, 80s, 90s, 2000s vibe. Y'all heard it earlier. We're the best podcast out there. Debate with your mother. Yeah. And uh, Lee Boy TV, like you said, former All That Cast member, check out everything he's got going on. Super dope, funny, triborough, same thing. I knew you were doing his thing. Hey, yeah. Yeah, man. Most definitely, man. Follow me if you want. Hey, my, my personal Instagram. <laughs> Jamar Jones with Jermaine Adams. But most importantly, follow us on Instagram at 80s, Same on Thread, same on TikTok, same on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, listen, man, when y'all listen to this podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, All Heart Radio, Amazon, give us a five-star rating, rate the podcast, comment on the podcast, share it. Like, that helps us grow. You know what I'm saying? Whatever platform you listen to us on, do that for us. If you rock with us, if you support us, we would appreciate, we would, we would gladly appreciate that, man, for real. Fellas, every week, man, I want to say thank y'all for, for rocking out with us man like this is I, I don't I'm I'm very appreciative of y'all for, for grinding with me you know what I'm saying just want to let y'all know that every chance I get man for real appreciate you man no yeah, problem man. appreciate but, you too this is 80s 90s the podcast I am Jamal Try, bro Lee Boy Matt Corbin and we out peace